what is an eviction map and what can we learn from it about the housing crisis in our province? Well, there's a mapping project that was undertaken by the First United Church Community Ministry Society. It actually helps to understand who is getting evicted in BC and why those evictions are happening. So let's learn about that, right? Amanda Burroughs is with us now, the Interim Executive Director of the First United Church Community Ministry Society. Amanda, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Okay, so tell me about this mapping project. How did this start? Right, I know so many folks are like, what is a downtown Eastside charity doing this groundbreaking work? Well, we chose to undertake this because, you know, we need to get to the root causes of homelessness and poverty. Like, we've been in this community in the downtown Eastside for nearly 140 years, and we witnessed the tolls that this takes. And so that's the broader sense, but specific to then why this project then emerged. For decades, we've had a legal advocacy clinic on the front lines witnessing these power imbalances between the landlord and the renter. We wanted to dig deeper into what the harm of evictions could mean. We know some things could be preventable through this work because we have weaker laws here than any other jurisdiction in Canada. And, and mainly then specific, like why then do this mapping project is evictions in BC aren't tracked. And that has been one of the findings of other folks getting to know this project going, what do you mean they're not tracked. So we want to begin that work as we've been doing, and we want to understand who is getting evicted, why, and what are the impacts. How do you even do that? How, where do you start? Where do we start? Well, we have an amazing team, and uh, we have a, a lawyer researcher who compiled the survey um, and created this work and these questions, and we just really went out and started to mobilize in grassroots organizing, getting the words out that we're doing this posting this, you know, on socials, And it steadily, it started last year, and it steadily has begun um, getting traction. And actually, as soon as this went live over the weekend, we've had a surge of respondents, now that the word's even more out. Okay, so what are you learning from this? What kind of information are you getting? Yeah, so I mean, there's some there's some stuff that you would you would make assumptions on, but we have been really surprised with some findings. So there are four major themes that are really important because these are going to create or are creating some of the solutions we want moving forward. One is the prevalence of landlord evictions. Now, this is almost 60% of respondents. So um, there has been, I think, some stigma around that evictions happen because of non-repayments or damage to property. That was actually only 18% of the data that revealed. Almost 60% it's the prevalence of landlord evictions. And that means they want to use the property or sell it. There's neighborhood displacement. This is a second big finding. So 97% of low-income earners are displaced from their neighborhoods. And and when we want to build, you know, social resilience in communities, um, when people have such economic instability and housing instability, they have to move. It really created separation with families, getting to school, transportation. The impacts of that finding have been pretty heartbreaking. Uh, That also, big time, the prevalence of informal evictions. 28% of respondents just, like, received an email or a text message. Not even a formal eviction. They didn't even know their rights or the right process. And the fourth one being, you know, the most devastating finding is people are homeless. We didn't realize at the time of taking this, people said 27% that they were still looking for a place to live. And of that, 53% may earn under $10,000 a year. They're sleeping in RVs, they're couch surfing, they're in shelters. Uh, And that finding, it has been, you know, really hard. You know, we're not totally surprised, but... Those are the four big key wow. themes that will then create our next steps for Just solutions. The, the lack of, I guess, awareness on what the rules actually are here is kind of astounding, isn't it, Amanda? 
<laughs> yes, and um, it's it comes down to one of the next steps too. Of we want to be able to have more access to the justice people should have access to. That means we need to remove some barriers and fears for people. So people, a lot of folks don't know that the RTB, the Residential Tenancy Branch, exists. So that's some findings. So we need to educate folks more that they have this right. Even folks that know they have this right still aren't accessing it because of fear of retribution, uh, bureaucracy. Uh, the, the, there's so much data that came back to us that it's too complicated. There's stress, there's fear that they just give up and don't do and don't even exercise their rights as they currently stand now. Now, we want to strengthen their rights even further. And we have work to do in this education piece. Now, were you able to kind of ascertain where evictions are happening? Yeah, I mean, most of that, at the time of our map went live, there were 443 respondents and about 160 of those are from Vancouver. There are some in the rural um, neighborhoods as well, and we hope to expand some survey respondents across BC, but the bulk of them are happening in Vancouver from our data. Okay, so it didn't matter where they were happening. It sounds like the circumstances were similar, though. Yeah, the same four themes, um, the na- like the neighborhood displacement, like people totally moving to different communities was top. Um, and then not knowing your rights was right at the top. And it didn't matter if it was a, a rural or urban setting. That is so interesting. Okay, so what do you do with this information then, Amanda? Yeah, so um, right right now we're going to continue to gather information and, and document our results. But, but this year the plan is we're using this data to then form our law reform. And we're going to present some solutions about how we can make the situation better. Now, long-term, we all know we need more housing. We can't rely on private markets. We want more public housing, and that's a longer-term solution. But there are some really um, tangible like interventions that we can take right now. And for instance, um, you know, you do not have to apply to end a tenancy in BC. You do in Ontario. So that's why we don't know how many evictions are really happening, because a landlord doesn't actually have to apply. So if we could create that requirement that might start alleviating some of these potential bad faith evictions that have been happening, um, according to this data. Um, We would love to introduce flexibility if rent is more than a few days late. It's a very austere rule right now. There's no wiggle room. Is there any way we can introduce repayment plans or even have a better access to the rent bank? Um, You know, when a tenant loses a dispute even, they only have two days to vacate their property. That creates so much trauma and stress. That is such a short time frame. And, the, and a big one, a big one is, uh, you know, we have rent control on a unit now for a current tenant. But once they leave, there is no limit on what a landlord can change this new tenant's rent to be when they move in. And that's why we're seeing these massive increases happening. And those are four suggestions that we would love to start building out to get towards. And then, again, that broader overarching, um, letting tenants know they do have rights and trying to help them navigate the systems um, to make sure that these bad faith evictions aren't happening. It seems a little unbelievable, doesn't it, that so many people would get evicted because the landlord says they want their own use of that. It just seems too much. Uh, I think the data is saying it is too much. We have to do something about it. And when you see what people have, you know, given us their stories and are telling what's happening, you know, separating from their kids, like they can't have their kids anymore. I mean, it's, I've had to make sure that there's the team that is collecting this data and it's a huge team of volunteers have to have, I have the support and 
reading what they're reading as well as researchers collecting this stuff because the information we're receiving is overwhelming and heartbreaking. And now, Amanda, where can people find this website and contribute to the information? Yeah, firstunited.ca. If you've ever been evicted, doesn't matter in BC where, when, income levels, we want to know about it. We're continuing to collect data. This is such an important project and the feedback has been remarkable. All right, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you for having us.